What's up, world? Welcome back to another episode of JGI. I just came up with that. Just grow at the podcast. I'm your host, BCG. I came up with that also. Big City Gardener. And today we are going to talk about one of my favorite things to grow in the garden. As a matter of fact, I don't think any garden is complete without these. And today we're talking about perennials. More specifically, edible perennials. So I have a question for you. What if you could plant something one time and receive a harvest from it yearly? Doesn't that sound magical? Now, most of the time when people think about gardening, we think about annuals. We think about plants that we have to swap out every season. Okay, so think about springtime. We get out, we put our tomatoes in the ground, and our tomatoes are good from springtime until summertime. Then once the summertime hits, we now have to go out, pull out those plants and put in something new. Now, there is a specific type of plant that is known as a perennial. And a perennial is simply a plant that will exist in your garden for more than two years. Perennials are plants that regrow from the same rootstock every year. Now, let's not confuse this with the plant that drops seeds and then these seeds regrow every year. In my old garden, I had tomatoes that would constantly drop fruit on the ground and every year I would end up with more tomatoes growing in that same area. Now, that is not the same thing as a perennial because those are not from the same rootstock. True perennials die back during the winter months, the colder months, and then they reemerge in the springtime. What's dope about perennials is that they come in different sizes, different shapes, different colors. Some are edible. Some are there simply for flower purposes, for aesthetic purposes, and others even contain medicinal properties. What's funny is a lot of plants that you probably already grow in your garden are actually perennials, but we treat them as if they're annuals. You can grow perennials in your garden many different ways. You don't need a large garden to do it either. You can add perennials to things like containers, to flower beds. There are certain perennials that we can grow as ground covers. There's even tall grasses that we can use as perennials as well. And we cannot forget our herb garden. Our herb garden is actually full of many different perennials. Now, before we plant a perennial, bed preparation is extremely important. Preparing the space is important. If we're going to have something that is going to grow year after year in the same spot, we need to make sure that we prep this area properly prior to planting. The first thing we need to do whenever we are setting up a new perennial patch is to make sure we get rid of those weeds, man. That is step one, eliminate weeds. So you can eliminate weeds different ways. One, through a practice called solarization, where we get a dark-colored tarp of some sort, and we were to cover the ground and leave the ground covered for a few weeks or a few months. The actual amount of time depends on other factors, like how hot it is outside, the amount of moisture in the ground, things like that. But that's one way to eliminate weeds. Another way a way that I know all too well that I don't actually recommend people do unless you're young and you have a great back, and that is to get out there and to actually dig up all of the weeds. 
All right, so now after we've eliminated the weeds, we can step on to step two, and that is to make sure we are providing proper drainage. So one thing I like to do prior to planting any sort of perennial patch is to test the area to make sure that it has adequate drainage. The easiest way to do this test is this. Dig a hole where you plan on putting your perennials down. Now dig this hole about 8 to 12 inches deep. We're going to fill it with water and we're going to allow that water to be absorbed. Now, once that water has been absorbed, we're going to fill the hole again with water. And now we're going to sit, wait, and watch the clock. If it takes less than an hour for this water to disperse, be absorbed, uh, basically just get out of the hole, then we know that this place has adequate drainage. But if we fill this hole for a second time and after an hour it is still filled with water, that means that this area does not have adequate drainage. So we either need to, one, help improve the drainage, or two, pick a different spot to plant your perennials. So after we find out whether this place has adequate drainage or not, we are ready for step three. And step three is simply amending and adding organic matter to our potential perennial patch. Now, adding this organic matter is just as important as removing the weeds from our potential growing space. Adding organic matter to the soil can help improve drainage. It can help the physical and biological properties associated with the soil, and it will even add necessary nutrients to our soil. Now, remember with perennials, these plants are going to be in this place, well, for hopefully a long time, right, as long as we take care of them. So we need to make sure that we are giving them all of the necessary help to get off on a good foot or to have a strong start. So if I could only pick one type of organic matter to add to a perennial patch, I'm going to go for compost. Why? Because compost has a crazy amount of benefits. And if you want to learn more about the benefits of compost, you should check out the episode where we talk about the benefits of adding compost to your garden. All right. So once we've added the organic matter, once we've completed those three steps, eliminating weeds, checking for proper drainage and adding organic matter to our soil, we are now ready to plant our perennials. Now, when it comes to perennials, you can get perennials the same way you get other plants, okay? We can get them already grown and established in one to two gallon containers, or we can go out and we can purchase bare roots. Whichever route you go is entirely up to you and what you have available to you at the time. I'm going to give you a tip or a hint. If you decide to go the bare root route, you want to make sure that you are keeping these roots alive until it is time to plant them. Proper planting time for perennials depends on when the perennial is either going to flower or fruit or do what it does, all right? So for perennials that flower in the spring, the fall time is a great time to plant. Perennials that do their thing in the winter, well, then you're going to want to plant them in the springtime, all right? We just want to make sure that we give our perennials, whether we plant them as bare roots or as container plants, We want to make sure we're giving our plants enough time to establish a significant root system prior to the cold from the winter 
or the extreme heat from the summer setting in. Like with all other plants, we need to make sure that we are paying attention to proper planting depth. When we are planting containerized perennials, we want to make sure that we plant them at the same depth that they are in in the container. So whenever we remove the root ball and we go to place it in the soil, we want to make sure that it is flush with the soil. If we have it elevated, then what could happen is the roots to our perennials could dry out and die. If we have it planted too deeply, what ends up happening is, well, now we've just created a place where water will pool up and then we will drown and kill our perennials. So, again, make sure we're paying attention to proper planting depth. Now, when it comes to maintenance with perennials, you don't have to do a lot. That's one reason why I love them and why I think that they are the smartest and best addition to any garden out there. When it comes to maintaining a perennial patch, we need to do these three things. One, keep it weed free. If we don't remove the weeds, they will end up competing with our perennials for the nutrients that we have provided in the soil. The second way we maintain our perennial patch is by simply mulching the patch by laying down a two inch layer of hardwood mulch on top of our perennial patch we not only help insulate the patch but what we do is add this organic material that helps feed and strengthen our soil food web all at the same time and the third thing we need to do is we need to be tending to the patch all right paying attention to the patch not just for weeds Not just applying mulch, but we need to pay attention for any sort of diseases or pests that we may see. One drawback or one thing that I kind of don't like about perennial patches is that once they get sick, I mean, you're basically done with the patch. You almost have to remove everything, fix the soil, fix whatever the issue is, and then plant it again. So if I have something like asparagus growing... If you don't know, if you've never grown asparagus, you plant asparagus crowns. These crowns take two to four years to kind of naturalize and establish themselves within your patch. And then they start to produce asparagus that we are able to harvest. If I'm not paying attention to this asparagus patch, then disease works its way through. Look, man, I've just wasted two to four years of my time that I cannot get back. Just make sure you're paying attention to the patch, okay? When it comes to fall and winter care for our perennial patch, we need to make sure that we keep our patch mulched during these colder times. The mulch acts as a layer of insulation, helping to keep the root zone warm throughout the winter months. The next thing that you're going to want to do, well, the choice is really up to you. You have the choice to prune your perennials back or to leave them how they are. I prefer to leave my perennials as they are, meaning leave the vegetation that's there, allow it to just exist. Why do I do that? Because the branches of the perennials, they can act as a food source for our pollinators and birds, or they can simply act as a nesting or hosting site for our pollinators and other beneficial insects. Now, if you don't like the look of some of these dead branches on top of your perennials, then you can simply cut it back. But be careful whenever you're cutting back your perennials. Don't cut them too low to the ground because you could end up damaging the actual crown. 
what you're going to want to do is to cut your perennials about two to three inches above the top of the soil. That way, we know we're not causing any damage to the plant and it's able to rebound and reemerge come springtime. So that's all for today. I know you found this informative because I felt informed while speaking this, okay? <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, you know what I need for you to do. I need for you to tell a friend or two. Share the Just Grow Up podcast with as many people as you can. And if you don't mind, leave me a positive comment. Hey, if you have any thoughts, anything I can do better, or any topics that you would love to hear me speak about, then send me an email to igrow at bigcitygardener.com. Tune into the next episode where we go over some of the top perennials that you can add to your garden. But for now, that's it. Put this in some headphones, go outside, stick your hands in the dirt, and just grow it. We're out. Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And if you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview, send the name over, put it in the comments, or send me an email, igrow at Big City Gardener. And check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms, Big City Gardener. We out. Oh, almost forgot. Just grow it. <laughs>